Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and we are joined today by a special guest, Sal, a.k.a. Sal's Famous. And uh, we are here in his dojo, in his ashram, in his studio where he creates art, love, life. And uh, we were fortunate enough to watch him create one of his masterpieces, actually two of his masterpieces. And uh, this particular segment is called Ordinary to Extraordinary. And uh, Sale is by no means ordinary. He's an extraordinary artist, man, human being, creator being. And uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about your journey from ordinary to extraordinary. <laughs> That's an intense intro. Man. Yeah, man. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You're welcome. Appreciate you having You're welcome, us. man. Thank you for having us in yeah. your into your uh, into your life and into your home, man. It's it's an honor for us to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Glad y'all showed up. Yeah. And you know what? I want to start with uh, with we were talking a little bit before this segment started, and uh, I want you to take the listener back to a time that you were struggling and you mentioned at one point you were homeless. So maybe paint us a picture of what it was like then and uh, we'll work our way back or work, work our way forward to where right. you are now. And right. uh, by the looks of things, you're not doing too fucking bad. Right? You're doing pretty well. God yeah, bless yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 everything's great. So yeah, let's uh, start from the beginning, Sal. Yeah, so um, I'll just say that uh, starting out, uh, man, I went to art school at Arts Magnet performing in visual arts here in Dallas. Uh, thought I wanted to go to art school in New York, got accepted. My parents were divorced. Um, basically, one parent got one kid, the other parent got the other kid. I got the one parent that on paper made enough money, but really feasibly, financially, in real time, didn't make the money. Okay. Um, my dad's a wonderful man, it just didn't add up. So yeah. I ended up saying, I want to get out of Dallas and I want to move to another city other than Dallas because all my friends were having kids, were going to jail. Mm. So I decided to move to Boston okay. and pursue what my dad does, which is the uh, being like a tutorialist of sorts. A tutorial, in, I'm not like in clothing, okay, like okay. a personal shopper slash salesman, yeah. you know, higher end. And uh, grew up around that. So I ended up uh, going to Louis of Boston and staying there for about a year, decided not to go anymore. Uh, just because it was too much like Dallas for me, but on the East Coast, I missed my family. Uh, wasn't really ultimately finding my purpose. Yeah. And uh, came back to Dallas, worked retail here, worked at a hotel, yada, yada, yada. Went to New York, back and forth from New York for several years, for about a decade. Okay. Um, one year off, six months, or uh, a year on, six months off, two years on, a month off, whatever. Um, trying to make it work. Trying to do an online store, all things that I had to do with fashion. Right. Wasn't my calling. Then ended up uh, going to hair school, still struggling, still trying to make it work, doing hair, making a little bit of money. And then there was just like a flat line where I was working, doing hair and working at a bar not too close okay. by here. So the bar was to like supplement your income? Supplement the income. Okay. I was struggling. My parents, you know, they all thought that I was, you know, I was still finding my way at like 30 and well, that I was going to be like lost. Yeah. And, well, what's uh, that like? Because I, I, I'm imagining that your father, uh, he was, you said your grandfather is a carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, it was. But they migrated from where? 
Uh, my, on my dad, on my dad's side, uh, Mexico. My mother's okay. side, she was born in Puerto Rico, raised in New York. Okay. So yeah. what what's that like for you? I mean, did did he have an expectation that you should have found yourself by the age you were? Was it frustrating for him? Was yeah. it frustrating for you? Was he was yeah. putting pressure on you? Yeah, I remember my father telling me like just pressing me at fourteen. He was like, "What do you want to do?" But with no purpose, just like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "What do you want to do?" And I go, "Uh, uh." He goes. No, uh, just tell me what you want to do. Say, first thing that comes to your mind, and I go, architect. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. And I just said, architect, um, just because I was feeling pressure. And yeah. then I thought that's what I wanted to be in the midst of all that minutiae that I just explained yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't, it didn't work out. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, so ultimately I always knew that I wanted to go back to painting. Um, well, hold on a second. Yeah, yeah because yeah, I, I'm, no, sorry. no, I wanted to ask you. Like, you I'll, said go I'll off on a tailspin. No, it's cool. You said go back to painting. So when did I, that? I'm really curious to know when painting started for you. When you started, like what at what age? Uh, so when I tried out for Arts Magnet, it was either go to Arts Magnet or go to Brian Adams. Fuck that place. Sorry. No, that's uh, please <laughs> by a, all means. It was a bunch of goons. Yeah. And I went to middle school with a bunch of goons, and they all beat me up. And I was like, I'm not going to Brian Adams because I'm not going to jail. So I want to go where like talented artists, and I was not an artist. My sister is the artist. She's yeah. my sister should be where I am right now. That's how I feel. Okay. But however, I don't take anything away from me because I work my ass off. Right. But she's got it all. My sister has it all. I just work harder. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. She's got her different destiny. I got mine. But um, anyway, going off on a tangent. But uh, I knew I had to go to Arts Magnet to create some kind of of of. I need to break the chain of my dad's rough side of all the Hispanic males or my grandfather's side going to jail mm. or just being a worker. Be, right. I didn't want to do either one of these. You things. knew that that wasn't for you. It was Going to jail uh, or be, just, be, just having some... Just being a guy at Walmart. No disrespect. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that wasn't for me, man. Like, I'm to the Puerto Rican side of you guys doesn't want that. I'm yeah. going yeah. to lay in a hammock somewhere. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I understand. Drinking out of a coconut. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it reminds me of this saying, though. Like you, like you said, there's nothing wrong with working at Walmart. There's nothing no, wrong nothing with sweeping streets. No, nothing wrong at all. And, and I heard this said once that if you sweep streets, you should sweep streets like Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then so, one day you own the street. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. on the block. Yeah. Maybe. You know? yeah. You're on the but you knew that sweeping streets wasn't for you. Going to jail wasn't for you. You wanted to pursue a career in art. Hard work is not an issue. Right. Hard work without purpose yeah. an issue. Like so many ah. adults teach their kids to be hard workers, but what's the end goal? Right. Be a hard worker, but for who? Right. For yourself to, to or for your... somebody else? Yeah. My parents, both of them, God bless them, they wanted me to work hard for somebody else. They don't say it in their, in their words, they say it in their actions. Sure. And actions speak louder than words right to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I felt like Arts Magnet was a way out. And then in, 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 in learning the journey of going to Arts Magnet and trying to be something I was and I found who I was, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. So, you, it yeah. kind of sounded, sounds like it was predestined. Like you knew you had to go there to find who you were and you executed on that plan. And what, how old were you again? 14? I was 15. I, I, I failed the first time when I enrolled. Okay. And then I adjusted my tune and worked really hard the right. second time I tried out and okay. made it. And take us to a moment. Um, 
or there was a moment you spoke to me about when you were creating the artwork downstairs about one of your teachers. Oh yeah, Ms. I Chambers. love that. Yeah, I love this story. Shout out I to think, Ms. Chambers. I think the I think the listener will really resonate with this story because I can imagine that we've all been told by someone that you know we wouldn't amount to anything, mm-hmm. or we can't do, we could we can't do it, and then it becomes the catalyst for us, the catalyst mm-hmm. for us to yeah become who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, this art game has been, I guess, kicking me out for a long time, but I'm still here. I'm yeah. still here and I ain't going nowhere. I'm like the gum on the shoe. I'm not going nowhere. I'm holding on. Yeah. No, um, but uh, yeah, so the story goes, and this is how it went down. The story goes to my grandmother. Um, so basically how it went down is uh, we have a senior art show at the end of the year. When you're a senior, I started Arts Magnet when I was a sophomore because I didn't, wasn't accepted when I was a freshman. Yeah. Um, and so basically what ended up happening is they're like, oh, you have a senior art show and it's you and four other students that are <laughs> Italian. Yeah, <I laughs> one, of my old buddies is, one of my old buddies is Italian for 15, 16 years. My little brother. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so like four other artists and all of them like, could barely speak as far as like they just weren't people. They were just in their little shell. Yeah. And um, basically we had to come up with a name for the show, a theme. Get together all the art, figure out where we want to place each other's art, and then you throw a show. Yep. Decide on date, time, all that stuff. Nobody had a good name for a show. This one dummy, God bless him, he was half a cute person. He said some dumb name, and I was like, dude, that's retarded. It's a stupid name. I said, how about this? How about we do this? This sounds cool to me. How about, cause I come from a family of musicians. I was like, how about we do music meets art? Gotcha. And then something just came out of me and just said, visual noise. So they were visual like, noise. Visual noise. Yeah. Okay. And so everybody's like, oh, that's great. They loved it. So they're all right, cool, man. So we settled on that. So fast forward, the show does its thing. I had the worst part. Ever. Well, what is it? Tell me what the show looks like or what it what what it sounds like. like. So so essentially at that point in time, uh drum and bass was really big. Okay. Because it's like 2000, 2001. Yeah. So drum and bass and like uh there's another name, I can't think of it right now, but like Jungle music is what they called it back then. Yeah. It was like very like New York uh, feeling, like like I can't even do it my with my my mouth. But basically, it was just like this techno-ish blend of. I guess at the time it would be the equivalent of EDM now. Okay, for, for the kids. Yeah. So I was like visual noise, <laughs> and it was like it was real cheesy. It was like early two thousands. Everything in early two thousands like anything else, like nineties and eighties, like sure. hair metal or whatever. It was like cheesy. It was Full House yeah. uh, if it was an art show, right? Okay, yeah. So it was like a CD on the thing. But I came up with the name. I was really proud of it, yeah. which I'm doing a show now called Visual Noise. So fast forward to the end of the show, you get critiqued. Yeah. All my art was basically very hip-hop based, very urban, quote unquote. Okay. So it was like a lot of like long chains and drawings of rappers and CDs and glass. And it was very like hip-hop, poppy art. And it was garbage. It was then find myself and all the other artists are like fine artists and they're like beautiful, like exceptional artists that are probably now in galleries, but I'm in yeah. gonna be in gallery. I was in a gallery very well, like not too long ago, and they're gonna know my name and they're gonna be like, he didn't work as like he wasn't as good as us, and how is he on our you know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah. So Miss Chambliss is one of the critiquers and my sister's favorite uh pre-AP, like advanced artist type teacher. She was giving out, she was one of the critiquers of the show, and all the other teachers were delicate, but they were still like, you know, hey man, you need to work on it. You're not really applying yourself. 
And we came to Miss Chandler. She was like, "Well, were you applying yourself?" Or no, I was not. No, okay, I was so garbage. Were, okay. I was. But you know what? I got accepted to School of Visual Arts in Manhattan, where Keith Haring went, and it was the only school I applied for, and I didn't work on my craft. So that's okay. how I know I had talent. I right. just was not applying myself. I was being a little asshole. Okay. Which I was a seventeen-year-old boy right. who cerebral frontal cortex wasn't fully developed. I don't know who I am. You know what I mean? I'm I still yeah. at thirty-six. I'm still learning, is, you know, and you, we talked about this. Yeah, I'm raising my hand. I'm yeah. We're still evolving, and it's just, I'm 51. So yeah, exactly. And we're still kind of, it's a, it's a, it, the tide goes in, the tide goes out. We're, it's like in and out, and we're always trying to, you know, figure out who we are and, and how things, you know, whatever, how it applies to our lives and how we can better ourselves if you're a realized person or trying to be. Yeah. So uh, I digress. Sorry. So Miss Chambliss came up, she was like one of the last critiquers, and she told me, she goes, and now, not verbatim because people's memories are shot. Yeah. And yeah. our mine is not the best, but I remember her saying exactly almost this. Okay. Don't quote me on it. She goes, Mr. Martinez. And I was like, yes. She goes, your art needs work. It's not very good. You'll never make it in the final world. Mm. She goes, but you are an exceptional host and you're very charming. I remember her saying that, and I laughed at that. I that was, what did she mean? I'm not really just because I was that. engaging people. I I met her. I saw her at the show. Miss Chan was welcomed. Da, 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 because I was raised that way. But so I you could be like a curator, but not an artist. Or right? Exactly. Like, oh, you're a good maître d'. You'll do well at yeah, the uh, at, local at, Italian yeah, at the at the Mansion Hotel. You'll okay. be a great maître d'. <laughs> and I'm like, nah. I'm like, and then and when I heard that, it, it broke my heart. But I, but it, I wasn't being real with myself, and I wasn't saying I wasn't taking accountability for being an asshole and not applying myself. Because when you deviate and you're all about like girls or whatever you do that's not on your craft, yeah. it, it it makes you less. I feel, and that's why I don't do anything else. All Once, you do is art. Now. All I do is art. Once I like, other than exercise, I love to like yeah. like box a little bit. But other than that, I don't want to. I don't want to focus on anything else because I feel like. It'll take from who I'm meant to be. Okay. So well, let's, let's like, there's a, a young hustler out there, a young listener who is an up and coming or wants to be an up and coming artist. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you say to him? His parents are busting his balls because they are hers ovaries because they want her or him to get a job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're saying just focus on the art and, you know, what, what do you tell them? You know, listen to your, I mean, there's no right answer, no wrong answer. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, for you, you're, what I'm hearing you say is I had to give it my all and do nothing but that, which I admire because I feel like that's following your passion, your heart, because we're so hammered by our parents and we're told that we should be doing this for, for them and not for ourselves. So it sounds like it didn't matter how hard you had a struggle. You listened to what your heart told you. And you followed it, mm-hmm. and you came. You're coming through the other side, or you've come through the other side. So this young person is being hammered by his parents, by society. He's lost. She's lost. Do you get a job, or do you just pursue your your love? I, yeah, I would tell them a couple of things. I would say do whatever it takes. So even like, okay, for instance, I, I met a beautiful woman, and yeah. uh, it just worked out that way. Right. And the way it worked out is everything my sister, and my mother would tell me not to do. Don't be on dating websites when you don't have a job. Don't do this. Don't do that. But I met a beautiful person yeah. who sees my purpose and she believes in my dream. Okay. 
you have to be careful what you say right. and what you think. Yeah. So I always said I'm the new Jean-Michel Basquiat. And if you know anything about Jean-Michel Basquiat, he had a lot of girlfriends. And mm. It made it possible for him to work on his art full time. Okay. I'm living that life right now because I do sell, yeah. but when I'm not selling, she's working. Yeah. But when she's working, I'm working too. Yeah. So I'm pushing my dream and she believes in that. She believes in me so much, she's investing. It's almost like Lehman Brothers. Yeah. She like sees potential and she's like, that guy's gonna make it. Yeah. It's like uh, what they say, uh, women are, are like uh, record label agents and guys are like musicians and they're like, hey, that's the next uh, ACDC, that's yeah, the next yeah, Rolling yeah. Stones or whatever, right? Sure. That's, that's the analogy, I guess. No, I think that's a beautiful, I mean, it, it, and from societal standpoint, that's like people are probably over there like, you know, that's you know, crazy or he, how dare he right. or well, whatever. But I like the way it you're goes, saying it. It goes the reverse that. way too. Of course I can see a gem and go, whoa, she's got it. I don't know what it is, but she's got it or he, whoever. Yeah. They got it. I'm into that. But she saw it in me because I speak it so much and I, I believe it so much that it's so going back to your question. Sorry. Yeah. I would tell them one day you're going to die. Yeah. A. Yeah. Two. Your parents will jump on board once they see fruit being bore, uh, bear, whatever it is. Yeah. Fruit is 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 delivering. My mother and my dad both. My dad called me one time an asshole because he said that I was too uh, pompous and arrogant because mm -hmm. I believed in myself. Right, right. And my mother told me uh, she didn't tell me anything. Just in her actions, like you need to do something else. Right. You need to even to this day. You need to keep doing hair. Why? I want to burn the boats so I can take the island, so yeah. I can be successful. My stepdad doesn't say anything to me about anything about other than he needs to work. Yeah. The other day, he shook my hand. He's like, I'm so proud of you. Wow. This guy never talks to me ever. Wow. Rarely. Wow. He's a beautiful man. Right. Great person. Good yeah. to my mom. That's all I care. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm so proud of you. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Who is this talking well, about? How did that land for you then? I'm curious to know, what. how did you feel when this man who didn't say two words, he was now like finally. It was some other world shit. It didn't feel real. It felt like uh, the Truman Show. I felt like everybody was an actor. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Cause literally like six, uh, not even six months, like eight months ago, like I was homeless. My mother was like, yo, you need to fuck out. Now yeah. she wants me to come home all the time. Uh, and she's so proud of her son. She's like, I see you doing things on Instagram. Cause she's on Instagram. Now. Yeah. And that's great. I love it. I, I love my parents, but. I would tell the young person who's hustling, one day you're gonna die, keep at it, and your parents will jump on board. As long as you you can outwork anybody. That's that's the point. That Will Smith clip that I've seen on Instagram and or YouTube and everybody else has seen, yeah. I will outwork you. That's true. That's yeah. real. Because I'm not talented more so than a lot of artists. That's great. Let's let's out and that's why we call this segment ordinary to extraordinary, because you're speaking to that now. You started out, you know, not knowing your purpose, not knowing where you were headed, and you started to develop it. You, you, it sounds to me like you had sovereignty on your side where you didn't abandon yourself to please other people. You endured homelessness. You endured ostracization from your family. You endured, you know, uh, being ostracized from school, and you listened to your heart. Mm -hmm. And you persevered, and that's fucking extraordinary. You know, Thanks, man. I, yeah, you're welcome. Thank man. you. Like, Thank no, you. that's why. That's why I love this. Is and it's it's to show the listener that, hey, man, 
we all have this capacity to find our purpose and our passion. Yeah. If we follow, if you follow your heart, and yeah. I admire that because I think a lot of people struggle with trying to please everyone else except yeah. for the person who matters the most. Yeah. And that's you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's another reason why I, I really believe that like, um, you know, if you're not true to who you are and you don't work at it, if you don't, yeah, you're going to give a shit what people think like your parents sure. and, and friends. But that's why I've tried to been, I've tried to be as rigid as I can with keeping people away from me that if they're negative a lot and whatever have you, and they're not happy or they're not trying to create, you know, you are who the closest, your closest five friends. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend makes an extraordinary amount of money, yeah. right? Let's just put it that way. Yeah, sure. I put myself around her. She automatically is a winner. Yeah. So that makes me a winner because right. then I introduce myself to these collectors and they make a million a year. Let's just say, and then yeah. they're living in condo. Not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm, I grew up lower middle class. Yeah, and you said you were homeless. Yeah. Uh, how long of a period of time were you homeless? And what, uh, you know, what, what was that all about? Shit, New York, uh, 2000, right before Hurricane Sandy, so right before 2012. Okay. Um, my parents lived around here, and I was working out of a public storage and sleeping at night just wherever I could at Titsy Park, swinging so, it back. Yeah, so I you got, say sleep, or you say working out of, you were painting? I was painting out of it. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that there. Uh, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because I actually, can't do a lot of things I, yeah, until you yeah, can. Yeah, you drag a dead body in there. <laughs> but, uh, so, no, but uh, yeah, so uh, I worked out of there painting really uh, just every day and then kind of sleeping wherever. I got pulled over by cops at Tootsie Park over there yeah. and they they ran my, you know, my, my uh, ID and I don't have a record. And they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, man, I'm just trying to get some sleep. I don't want to sleep with my dad because he's got my stepmom. They're tired of me being there kind of thing. And my mom, she lives in Rockwall. And I have nowhere to go. I just got kicked out from my ex-girlfriend. I'm just trying to make it. And they're just like, okay, let me go. They were sweet. Uh, so, yeah. So, it was it was hard. It was probably like around 2009 to, oh, no, no, 2000 and, yeah, around 2010 till 2014. I was on and off again, like just running the streets and okay. going to a bar. Drugs, alcohol. Uh, oh no, 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 no! You you need to drink. If you're yeah. gonna be homeless. You need to drink. Okay. Uh, drugs. It's up to the person. I'm not. I, I do my thing here and there, but I I I usually like to drink because you can go to a bar and stay there if you're homeless till two in the morning. Gotcha. And if a girl took sense. me home, she took me home. Right. And it sucked. It was not cool. And I don't condone that, but I had to do what I had to do. So it is what it is, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, keeping it real, man. That's, yeah, that's what we. That's what, I mean. You got. Let's hear the real shit. Man. Yeah, man. fucking uh, yeah. And when it's cold and you have nowhere to sleep and you're embarrassed to ask your parents yeah. and they're tired of you because let's face it, if you have kids, you're like, get the fuck out of my house, yeah. you know? And and they're like, dude, you're 30. You need to figure it out. Yeah. And I get it, and it sucks and it hurts, but it's like. Y'all didn't give me the tools and I can blame them, right. but it's all on me right. because I could be like, well, y'all could have made it rough for me earlier so I wouldn't have to be here. Right. That's why when I meet young kids that have it made and they're spoiled and they don't know how to work, I'm like, dude, don't be me yeah. when you're 30. Right. You want to be balling when you're 30. Right. Struggling now in your teens and 20s so that way one day you're a fucking boss. Well, I want the listener to hear what you just said about taking 100% responsibility on your side. You could blame your parents for where you were. Oh, I used to do it blame, all the time. Right. 
-hmm. But who, you know, whose responsibility is it to pull you up from your bootstraps and yeah. fucking handle your business? You know, I almost see it like a, I almost see it like a, like a, like a, like a conveyor belt inventory line. Like your parents, they're supposed to do a certain amount, right? And if they drop the ball, yeah, you just kind of have to make up for it, man. Sure. Just sure. kind of go. You got to figure it out. Yeah, my, as my dad calls it, OTJT on the job train. <laughs> right. It's like an old saying that you don't hear anymore. So for me, it's like my parents. They did their best with what they had because right. they didn't have right. all the social media and everything, like and they did a shit job. That's why I don't want to have kids because yeah. I know I would probably do a shit job too. Because we're all just human beings. We're all learning, and you're you're a kid raising a kid. Yeah. So how how are you gonna do a good job, right? Yeah. So my parents kind of fucked it up. So I'm like, oh, I have to make up for all this shit and be a good person. Yeah. I would be David Letterman's age before I had another a kid ever because <laughs> I would just then be figuring it out sure. and I would rather that and at least try to not raise another asshole in traffic than to, you know what I mean? I like, do, and I know exactly so. what you mean. I, I, yeah, it's, it's constant work on ourselves in what I think I hear you saying is your parents were limited in what they got. They got yeah. the download from their parents yeah. and then they got, you Which got the download. Right. And so yeah. to have children is a huge responsibility and you don't want that responsibility because you want to focus on your art and, and raising yeah. yourself still, still to this yeah. day. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I just love the honesty there, man. I really do. Man. Yeah. I'm raising kids and it's fucking challenging, man. And I think about that all the time. Like, it's inevitable that we fuck our kids up. Yeah. And and I'm giving them some shit that I didn't get. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this is great. And, and I, I want to be aware of the time. I, I have a few more questions. Yeah, I want to I want to get, get to, no, 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 no. I want to get to present day, man, because we yeah. kind of started at the beginning. Yeah. We're at the middle. Now, let's let's talk about the uh the good times, man. Let's talk okay. about where you are now, where you're okay. going uh and then I also want to let the listener know at the end uh, where they can find you and your art and yeah. visual noise and yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. up to and yeah, all that. Absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. So uh, what's alive for you now, man, and, and, and what's happening? Uh, well, uh, I got a couple art shows coming up. I have one July 7th or 9th. I have to get the bearings on that. It's a young lady. She has uh, the Jeanette. Kennedy Gallery at Southside Lamar. Okay. They have an art show going on there. Uh, I'm going to be part of that. And then I have Visual Noise, which derivative of the Miss Chambliss Visual Noise. Right. And the day come in full circle. So, like, the Visual Noise, I've seen uh, videos. I yes. saw a drummer. Yes. I saw you, and I saw you were on Lower Greenville Avenue here in Dallas, Texas, and you were painting on some, it looked like, like wood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then there's, so there's a drummer yeah. playing some, some beats. Yeah. And you're rocking out some painting. Yes. Right? So I'll give you the blueprint right now because by the time this comes out, it'll be so close to the show and I can steal it. <laughs> okay. okay. Cool. So, cool, cool, so cool, essentially cool. The, the background of the show is, is uh, years ago, there's a song by Soldier Boy called Superman. It came out in 2007 or six. Or okay. I was living in New York then. I love that song. Uh, Travis Barker had put out a, uh, acoustic uh, like drum version of that okay. to the song. Yeah. My cousin, who's a musician, sent that to me. And so for some reason it resonated with me for years and years and years. And I was like, that's a dope song. I love that song. I had to do something with that. Okay. And then one day, this is years ago now, like 2015, I was like, 
I want to do a live show mm. where I paint and I have a drummer yeah. drumming to songs I choose. Yeah. So now I'm at Gloria's on Lower Greenville, on Greenville Avenue. Okay. And there's this white guy who I don't know from Adam. And he's like staring at me and I have my earphones in. And I see him like mumbling something with his mouth. And I'm like doing the New York thing and I just take my earphone out and I look at it kind of obnoxious and I go, excuse me, like, like, oh, that. He was like excuse me, like I thought he was like goofing on me or something because right, right, right. I'm, I'm thinking everybody's coming at me because I'm, right. I'm fresh off the boat from New York. Yeah. Like, so I'm like, excuse me, like, pardon me, sir. And he's like, he's like, hey, man. And he's like really nice. He's like, hey, man, uh, what do you listen to? Because this guy asked me, well, what the fuck is your business? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's ah. New York. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to some songs. Like, no big deal, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I was just curious, man. I'm, you know, oh, it's cool. Like, like you have a show or something? Or he was like, what do you do? Because he was, at, and I'm just like, why is he still talking to me? And I just want to have my margarita. And I literally came from the public storage. Ah. So I was like, and I had to show to a lady that was trying to get to a gallery. Okay. It didn't work out. So I was a little, I was a little saucy about it. And okay, I was like, sure. and I was like, okay. I was like, okay. I said, yeah, I have an idea for a show. And he goes, oh, that's interesting because I'm a drummer and that sounds like something I would love to do. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? You're a drummer? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh dude, that's great. And then I told him the idea, the concept. And so the concept is he'll be drumming live in okay. effect. And I have a set list of songs and I'll be painting while he's literally right next to me. Like how I am to you, yeah, yeah. and we'll just be going at it. So how you guys saw me earlier painting, yeah, and you're just doing your thing. That's that's like a tenth of what it's gonna feel like. And we're gonna be handing out. I'm gonna buy those those earplug things. You can buy it like music, whatever it's called over here off of seventy five. Yeah, and I'm just gonna fucking have everybody put those in. If you can't take it, like it's gonna be like a live it's gonna be super live concert, dude. While live you're painting, it just created. I got an assistant, young gentleman named Omar, who's willing to help me. Okay. Because he wants to learn. And yeah. He loves my art, and we're just gonna fuck it up, man. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. Visual so. noise, and it makes sense. Yeah. It's music bringing in with the visual. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, I want to let the li listener know. Uh, we were watching Sal create some artwork uh, for our art director, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. I could see how the painting and how the T-shirt evolved from the genre of music and uh, the style of music and i think it's absolutely fascinating to watch something come from this place within sal that didn't exist it it, it came from his imagination so it was just beautiful to watch you create that cell and uh i can't imagine on a grander scale with the music louder and yeah more shit going yeah, it's on gonna there. be electric man i'm gonna come alive you guys, uh, I mean, you guys are the people that saw me. Yeah, no. Nicole. Hey, like, there's you, a bunch of people in, yeah. behind that screen somewhere. There's like 1,200 right. of them out but there, It's, it's going to be electric. I'm going to come alive, man. I'm going to I'm gonna do yeah. some shit because, like, um, there's a lot of artists that do extra shit. Like, I'm not going to bring anybody's name up, but they do, like, other shit, and I think they're just kind of playing at it. Like, I don't play at this. I do this. Right. This is what I do. So now I'm going to show everybody, like, oh, okay. You, you want to do this like this? This is, I'm going to show you now the blueprint. Right. Now, this is the cocky part of yeah, no, like, hey. now, now I'm going to Jay-Z, your Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, going to come yeah. after you because because I have to show you. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I'm the next book. I'm like, nah, man. You ain't got it. Just because you don't work at it. I can look at your social media and you repost 
old shit because you you don't have the passion. Yeah. But now I'm not trying to show out. I no, just, no. I love what I do. I like this because I love what you, I do. you're bringing that like it's gritty, it's grimy, it's street, it's yeah. New York, it's hip hop, yeah. it's rock and roll. It's yeah. like it's art battling. Like yeah, exactly. It's exactly. fucking dope, man. It reminds me like old school b-boy coming for the head. I met I met a young gentleman, Matthew Brinson. Protecting that. Exactly. <laughs> my brother. I, I there's a kid named Matthew Brinson. He's a very uh, very pronounced artist in the Dallas area. Okay. And I was like, I'm I'm coming for that kid. And I remember I remember saying that. What's his name? Matthew Brinson. Yo, Matthew Brinson, man. <laughs> Fucking Sal's coming for you. Get Sal's ready, famous. player. Sal's famous. <laughs> so no, but I met him. I told I told him, I said, yo, let's take a picture. This is gonna be legendary. Yeah. One day we're gonna look back at this picture. I I was saying to him, I'm like, you're like Julian Schnabel and I'm Jean Michel. I'm coming for the head. I'm coming for his head too. That's yeah, awesome. he knows it too. And I, I'm like, he knows what's up. I looked at his face and he was like looking at me. I was like, it's cool, man. No, we're cool, but I'm coming for you. Yeah. I'm coming. He's where I, he's that next level. I'm, I'm not. It's level so, this game. You're so. coming towards him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be surpassing him. All right. But right now everybody everybody thinks he's the shit, but they don't they don't know my art. My I, the only thing I'm lacking right now is exposure, 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 exposure. All right. Yeah. So, and then just keep working. That's so, it, man. Yeah. All right. We're going to wind it down here. And speaking of exposure, man, please let everyone out there know where they can find Sal. Yes. At Sal Create Art on Instagram. That's all I have right now. Website coming soon and all the good stuff. All right. I want to thank everyone for joining us here today. It has been an honor and a privilege to be in Scott. the dojo with thank Sal. You, Scott. It's my pleasure, man. brother. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. That was fun. Yes, sir. And I want everyone, if you got some value from this podcast, go over and hit Sal up, man. Like his stuff on Instagram. Check him out wherever you can uh, on all of his social media. And do us a favor. Go over to iTunes and rate us and write us a review. Thank you again. And you guys have an amazing wonderful and fantastic rest of your day, night, and evening. Beautiful. Love y'all. Sal's famous. Peace.